I know you're blessed. And I love that you're blessed. Come on, Pastor. Guys, you're on Spotify. <laughs> Look at you. Now I know Apple's the shit. Come on. I'm gonna I'll, I'll, I'll get there one day. But I'm in no rush. I like Spotify. I do. So does Joe Rogan. This station will become so big. I will be, I'll be in the studio, trust me, the phones, everything gonna be there, the whole thing. We'll be up there with camera. That's who I am. I was born, listen, let me tell you something. Niggas where I grew up at in the 80s, you hear me? I was born in the 80s. You listen, listen at this. They had some damn pay phones out there and pages and whatnot, and still blow a couple black and white TVs out, Walkmans and VCRs. Listen to this. And I'm out there and the drug dealers and let me play that song for Brandon. Let's do that. Come on. Let's just let's start this off right. This is gonna be weird and y'all gonna say, yeah, that nigga's white. Um But I am who I am. And I gotta give you this right. And I'm 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 gonna probably only play two songs for her. On some shit. And I'm gonna show you how the skill set. Go ahead, go score with it. I was going to go and look at that. That's how we in control of this here. We measured standing upright. And let me tell you something. I seen this one guy, right? And he had a shirt on. And he had his nice hat on and everything. He was matching. Walking in the mall. And the only reason why I stopped him because his, his shirt was so bright. It was orange. And it had like... Um, Mosaic letters and different colors. That's a nice shirt. I wanted to know what said it like a Tommy Hill special edition or some sort of Gucci shit. The shit was tight. And it said Hiram Abiff. And I said, Where'd you get that shirt, sir? I said, No, this is song. How you doing? Oh, yeah, what's up, man? Yo, what's up, man? I said, Listen, where'd you get that shirt? He said, Um, he said, to be honest with you, I don't know. Uh, he said, because it was a gift to me. I went to a lecture and whatnot, and they were talking about, uh, you know, different histories and things like that and, you know, um, holistic stuff and whatnot. And they just gave out some shirts. So he was like, but um, I'll give you the uh, website and the contact. He said, you know, they got a lot of nice stuff. He said, man, surprisingly good quality. Now, again, I looks at the shirt, 
And I, I read what it says. It says Hiram Abiff. I said, why did you why did you buy that one though? And 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 with that writing on it, he said, I'll be honest with you. He said it was just the mosaic colors. He said I I, I like that. Now, I can dig that. People who people like uh, polka dots. People like you know you know all of that stuff. Like even though you know so I I got it. You know right. Um, but what was interesting about our conversation? I said, have you ever studied the Bible? He said, yeah. I said, did you know that that name on your shirt is a Bible passage? And I said, I just thought it was amazing because my Sunday school teacher, uh, when I was younger, she had a Bible and in the back of the Bible, where she had phone numbers and things like that, she had uh, Hiram Abiff. And I, I never forget it because the, the way it was stitched into her Bible is like she did it in multiple colors. And, I, and I just, it just stuck out to me. Every time I see her use the Bible, I always see, that, see it in there. It's just like blinging. Everything else is brand new, none, not touched. She didn't highlight that right now. Just in the back part of the Bible, there was like phone numbers. And I'm guessing maybe fire department, police, I don't know. Doctor, lawyer, whatever, pastor, you know, emergency contacts. And when I saw it on his shirt, it just reminded me not only of church, but it reminded me of a time when I remember black men in this country were beautiful and it pains me. Where's that tiny white women here tonight? I cry. I weep. I wept when I looked at the history of black men. Forget racism. Just the things that we were able to do as a contribution. And I won't lie. I'm going to give you the second song. I developed a special place in my heart for white women. When I saw a documentary, and I can't find it again, there was a Jewish woman, a Jewish woman. She was my third grade teacher, Miss Nakbar. I don't know if she's alive or not. God bless her. Bless her. She was the most amazing person I've ever met in my life. And she told me that I was going to write books one day. I was going to be a writer. And I didn't believe her. I didn't think she knew what she was talking about. In the third grade, she said that to me. She said, I love your stories. You're so smart. You're so amazing. I remember that. I never really, really, really thought about it. It, it, it just really made me, my mind open that day when this teacher, this white Jewish lady said to me, because we had to write a story or whatever, I wrote something, I don't remember what it was, but I, I, I remember writing like, and getting off into the sunset and the world, and she was like, dude, you're going to write when you get older. I said, 
can't even spell. How can I go to Congress and become a legislator? How can I own a ranch? Let me tell you something. This teacher helped me learn to read for a few years. I never told anyone. This woman would take time to make me place cards and make me things that would help me understand how grammar works. I want to cry every time I think about it. And, you know, everybody's got a story. Little Wayne, and he got shot, and this white officer saved his life, and now the guy is disabled, and he needed a job, and he helped this officer who saved his life. And it's like, oh man, you just trying to be white. And it's like, yo, you want to, you, you're so upset that people don't understand. And I learned not to make you understand. Just tell my story. And I'm, I'm trying to do that. But I, I can't get it out of my mind. This woman made me come my passcode. I don't know. My, for my bank and shit. I mean, I just wish I could talk to her one time, man, and say thank you. And I know she would appreciate that because I'm a black boy. I'm a black man. She educated me. And I'm going to tell you why. It made me, it broke me down when I got older and I cried about it. That this white woman, even when I, she wasn't my teacher in school, she would find me, PS 183 in New York, Riverdale and Strauss, and she would give me a card or give me a paper or give me something, you know, um, fourth and fifth grade and sixth grade and somehow the way she wrote it I began to see words different you know and um, I saw this movie that really broke my heart yeah I don't know who did it I don't give a shit a lot of this shit is uh, put out here to uh, stir people in different directions and most of it is negative you know, The Color Purple, what a terrible movie. Made black men look a certain way. But I also did see this one movie. Um, I think it was called Birth of a Nation. And it was a man by the name of Nat Turner. And he became one of the most famous insurrectionists. And killed many of the slave plantation owners. And, you know, people look at him as a rebel and a bad guy or whatever weird. Who knows how people out there... Uh, see that see you know that situation but um, <clears throat> when I was younger I had heard and I had read this thing that I couldn't understand and, and this made me curious about white women not sexually at all so I wasn't for the first couple half of my life. I was not even really interested at all um, in what a relationship would be or look like or feel like. I, I wouldn't even entertain it. it just wasn't there. Um, but 
the crazy thing is, I remember hearing that there were white women back in the day, and it was a movie called Mississippi Burning. It just the strangest thing. Um, this sheriff's wife, and it was based on a true story. White woman had uh, confessed about what the police department was doing. Some of the local, you know, government to black people lynching them and everything. And it's an interesting movie. A lot of famous people played in it. Um, and her husband, when he got mad at her, he slapped him, did all this kind of thing. But she knew at the end of the day, once the feds came in, locked the town down, got all of the slaves, the murders, the bodies, the freedom ride, well, whatever. After that thing was solved, <clears throat> the town went back to normal and kind of, in the sense that it was operating without all of the corruption. The police was doing their job now, stopping things that were bad that was happening. <clears throat> Listen at this. That movie and Nat Turner's story. Nat Turner was a black Baptist preacher. You know, black men, that's what we was known for, being in the military and being good old preachers. The good old preacher. Before black women took over the place and usurped a lot of benefits that she feels she's entitled to, but she needs to just go back just a little bit further and listen to God and why he does things the way he does. And this man, Nat Turner, who this movie was based on, or somewhat around, and obviously it was a rebellion and a freedom of slaves and all kind of other stuff like that, but, you know, listen... He was the ringleader in a lot of this stuff. He goes down in history, Nat Turner. You just Google him. Oh, my God. Billions and billions of things pop up about the man. <clears throat> One, he was a minister and eventually a revolutionist and everything else like that. But he learned to read, which gave him the power in the church to host the Underground Railroad. And not, you see, <laughs> most people think that this is a train, you know, people were getting in cars to travel. That, the Underground Railroad is just a, a term that became useful for the activity that was happening from slaves moving out of the South into New York and California, these places where black folks are today, acting like this is where I'm from, nigga. Nigga, you from whatever, the 13 colonies or the what, South? It doesn't really matter, okay? that's that, We can get into all of that, but that that's not what matters. What we're talking about is the fact that this revolutionist, if you will, wasn't really trying to change the world. In, in, in a sense, he was trying to stop the world from messing itself up and slavery and killing people and doing wicked things just because you can and you have the power to do it. But he was so powerful because he was able to master the slaves for the master. He was the guy. More important than LeBron James back in the day, more important than Jordan, he was more important than Michael Jackson. The dude was that nigga. Nat Turner, a preacher. Educated man, nigga could spell educating white folks. When they tell you the real story, but the man was a professor. 
When he was a little boy, his mama, a slave, was cleaning the house or doing what she was doing for the dominant society of that day. The liberals, you know who they are. The deep state, listen. And the white, poor white folks who are the conservatives today, they think that they was a part of it. This is where white privilege come in, like a driver's license. Nigga, you get privilege. You ain't with the deal. But anyway, let's keep it moving. So, this white woman who's paying this woman to have this job and her services, cooking, cleaning, etc., made shit. <clears throat> she has a son who, like myself and others, are from the new generation. Sometimes we say shit we ain't supposed to say. And he walks in, a little young boy like me, like I do with white women today, mm, especially Jewish women. Older white women, they like my mama's my grandmother's. I have no shame in telling them anything. My doctor, they can see my asshole, my tonsils, doesn't matter to me. It's like I came from the womb. I, I, that's the way my mind is set. It's all I seen. So imagine me without being contaminated. I make free decisions for myself. This is why black Republicans are necessary. And you have to get us where we need to go. So we can do what we need to do. This is why God put things the way it is today. It's not just because, hey, let's help the black man with some lust. <laughs> no, he's like, let, let me fix America. And let me give you a little bit of eye for eye, tooth for tooth, like the way God is. God ain't going to crash the buildings. Oh, boom, God is coming. He's destroying everything. Everybody's running and hiding under rocks. Nigga, please. God is not to be played with, though. There could come a time where folks experiences, experience really harsh woes because of our foolishness. But Nat Turner was educated by a white woman. This little boy comes in there one day, sees this white woman. Hey, well, guess what? When I get but no, couldn't be no more than eight. When I grow up, I'm going to be rich. She's looking at this thing. Well, you don't know what slavery going on? She's fascinated over him. She's, and the mother said, oh, excuse me, ma'am. I'm so sorry, massa. The, the, he the boy crazy, the black man. He, we always got a place in white women's heart, believe it or not. They saw us get lynched. They saw us invent jazz. They witnessed us pick the cotton. They witnessed us be loyal and fight for the country. They witnessed the Tuskegee Airmen. They, wit wit they witnessed the regiments with no boots. I'm not just talking about the movie Glory. Come on, I know white women, they Googling all this shit. We gonna check this nigga story. I love y'all too. I love you, baby. <laughs> That's real love. You like that vibration, don't you? That's real. It's from God. Now, this little boy, he walks in the kitchen, the mother, she seems to go, oh, shit, this nigga gonna get us hung tonight. He talking to white people, nigga, shut up, I'm gonna whip this nigga ass. I'm gonna mother saying, black woman, I'm gonna whip his ass. His father, wait his father, why father gonna whip him? Nigga, you talk in front of white people? Nigga, don't you, whip that nigga. He, he gonna get a whoop. Listen, 
I said, oh man, please, God, honey, I'm so sorry, man. He's, uh, he, he, the, the, the woman said, get up. The white woman. The strangest thing was in her blue eyes. She looked at her and said, finish doing what you're doing. Leave him alone. She said, finish talking, boy. He said, yeah, I'm going to learn how to read. I'm going to go to school and I'm going to play instruments. He said, and I'm going to have some chicken. He was just talking, little boy. I'm going I'm to tell my friends. And she said, wow, how are you going to do all of this? I'm going to read. She said, you're going to read? She said, ma'am, that was illegal. Ma'am, please, I'm so sorry, ma'am. Please don't tell master. I'm so sorry, ma'am, please. He's the boy crazy, the boy. He's sick, ma'am. I can show you hospital bills. I can show you, ma'am, the boy, please. She got on her knees. I'm so sorry, ma'am. She said, get up. She said, stop. Go, you know, go basically go in the other room. She said, get lost. Go. Let you move out of here. She, she took the little boy out of his hand. She said, come here. He walked behind her thinking, uh-oh, he going to get his ass whooped. She brought him to the library and sat him down. And she taught him how to read. Now, I didn't know this was something that was happening regularly at that time. Essentially, white women freed the slaves. No, come on. See, y'all think, ah, see, that's why I can't. Let me eat some of this soup. Because, see, sometimes y'all be acting like I'm out here hustling, ear hustling, and weird, weird hustling. I ain't, I ain't about that life. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take a minute, man. Go on. Y'all go do something. Go get you something to drink. Take an intermission. Because y'all think I'll be bullshitting. You hear what I said? No. That's why I write. Because I'm Jay-Z. Jay-Z. I'm not your Jay-Z. I'm me. Clyde Yorkshire, I'm the writer. Listen at this, boy. Take a minute, y'all. Go ahead, do your thing. Mmm. Some Italians. Oh, some good stuff here. I'm from New York. I told you, I'm, I'm actually, I'm like the Italian. Mm-hmm. Mmm. Okay. A little short day. Woo! I would have the shrimps if I ate meat, but I am a vegan, so just so y'all know, I'm a vegan, I don't mean nothing, we still, you know, I am a part of Farmer's Branch Library, I feel good, you know, I used to feel guilty, you're from New York, what you look like doing all this Texas, nigga, I'm Texan, alright, look, so this little boy, she takes him and she teaches him for years, years, and educate him fully, thoroughly, completely, and the man becomes a wonderful preacher, because the first thing you do, and they never found out how he learned to read, but the white man said, listen, the white woman said, he gonna do good tricks, but what he gonna do? He can read, he can handle business. And that, like many black men who was educated by white women, this is why in my day when I was a kid in the 70s and the 60s, Google it, since slavery, white women been teaching us to read. Come on, wait a minute now. The moment they removed white women from being our teachers and replaced them with black women, compliments of the deep state. See, y'all ain't fucking with me. Come on, damn! That's why this is a station for white women because they are the Republicans, the conservatives.
the niggas. Now I talk about bad niggas. Now I don't want I don't want none of them. I'm talking about the good niggas. The educated uppity niggas. I like them niggas. The niggas who know better. I don't eat margarine. I hate margarine. That stuff is terrible for you. So guys, no disrespect to the margarine companies out there. I try not to eat that mess. I try to stick to real butter. It is better for you. I miss the old days. Black black folks do. We used to make our butter. We knew how to do the cows and we made the bridges and we we, we built America. I like black folks like that. Them some good niggas. Nigga today to me, as derogatory and terrible it is, uh-uh, it's got a new use for me, child. That's the only way to get rid of it. It don't mean what they say it means. It means what it means. That's all it does. And you can add a little flavor to it. Now, I did some research because it wasn't just Nat Turner who was learning to read. As now, let me tell you how black people were able to free the slaves. They were able to read. And it was mainly black men have always been educated because we were in some, some cases enlightened before black women. It is only in modern times you got all these black women exploding, going to college. Oh, they so, and a black man, he going to jail. The man made it like that, not us. And we not inferior to black women. We ain't dumber than them. We actually smarter than they are. And whether you let us access education or not, or we can't read like back in the days, okay. Black men, nigga, I go play football, boy. I wrestle, nigga. I play basketball, shoot hoop, I'll make it. Or I'm going to go and pass the bar. I'm going to take my oath to become a congressman. I told somebody the other day, and they kind of laughed at me, and they said, mm. they don't think, they don't know I'm serious. I said, when I go to run, and they bring up, you did this, you did that, oh, uh-huh, we got you there. You researched this, you did that. You think, you think I care? I could give a damn. The people's ain't. And that's what I love about Trump. People ain't, ain't one don't know about how you make your chicken. They don't give a damn. They want to know what the hell you're going to do for the country. How you going to protect the borders. How you going to protect the sanctity of life. How you going to protect the dollar. How you going to protect the homeland. How you going to protect the farm. Or the farmers. How are you going to protect the assets of America? They want to know why you going to lower taxes. That's a big issue. Why are they acting like everything is more important than taxes? That's everything, goddammit. I bet you I said no taxes and the world went, went, went for it. We passed law. Everybody be outside. Celebrating, everybody gonna be mad, even though we gotta go find the money somewhere else like we used to do. And this is why government wasn't so big and the people were more fat than they were. Now the government is fat and the people ain't got nothing. And all of the things that they get, the treasure overseas and the nation building and all of the petrol dollar and stuff and you know, whatever they doing. We don't get the biggest cut. 
And they always got some war, some foolishness going on with where the money went. After they ripped off the world and they came home with the treasure, hey, celebrate them like Roman Caesar. Good, yeah, they're going back off the world. They got to spend the treasure now. Wait, what is it? That's where the nation building come on. Y'all, how many of them what? Mm, I'm going to take a little bit of this Italian soup. Mmm. Mmm, 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 mmm. 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 Oh, Lord. Wash it down a little bit, Chardonnay. Sway back and forth. Mmm. What is it called? A waltz or? I don't like shit like that. I like going to nice ball. White woman got her hair up. Nice little earring, ball gown on and shit. Cinderella looking slippers and shit. I mean cleaned up, looking black as a motherfucker, but looking as extraterrestrial as a motherfucker can get. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> we on that shit today, baby. Afrofuturism, you hear me? They playing with us like we ain't writing books. Whew. Guys, let me ask you a question. Frankenstein's wife is the black woman. Now, they're going to grow out of this, and they was groomed into this. Now, what happens when they come out? Let's, let's talk about that for a second. See, the world is not going to stay the way it is. Things are going to go back to the way it was. Where color did not dominate people's reality. People didn't really have the ethnicity blocks, if you will. We're building a new world, believe it or not. And in this new world, guess what? There's going to be a lot of disappointed people. And you know why? Because they can't use the old racist system anymore. The Al Sharptons and Jesse Jacksons, they're going out of business. Let's get that second song. This is, oh boy, Jesus Christ, let's get to it now. I bet you another knockout in the face. You just don't know how it's coming. You just don't know how it's coming. And this is, this song, I'm going to tell you why I'm doing this song. This song is not for what you think it is. This is for Brent. This is a song, just a, just a shout out. This song is because to show you the genius of the black man, right? Now you got niggas out here talking about rope chains and shooting the motherfucker and drinking a 40 ounce on a corner with a bitch with a... A bonnet on and some acrylic nails and some motherfucking eyelash window wipers and shit and bitch our ass out there and everything and we chilling with our pit bull with a two-piece fried chicken. Come on now. <laughs> Looking like we out here knocking on wood, hey. <laughs> okay, now listen at this. That's foolishness. That's foolishness. Because all that rap shit, nigga, I'm too chill. I'm a dog. I'm a beast. I get all of that. Go ahead and do that. I feel you. That's that swag, I guess. But let's talk. Hey, let me show you what a black man sound like, please.
Price is right. This song is for you. And, and we got to go here just because I think we said what we said. But let's just put a little emphasis on it. You know, we black. <laughs> Add a little extra seasoning and whatnot. Doing the most. Loud as hell. Bam. Let's get to it. I'm only doing this again to show you who black men actually are. You can never take away what we've done. I don't care if it's the pyramids or, 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 or playing the bass. Go, go into it, nigga. Get it? When the night has come And the land is dark And the moon No, I won't be afraid. Oh, I won't be afraid. Just as long as you stand, stand by me. So, darling. Should crumble through the sea. 
Just one more. Smalls, that was my generation. So when I would hear Temptation, I would stop and go, what's that? They would say, oh, that's Motown. That's all the black people. You don't know nothing for that boy. He was, boy, you know, stand by me. I said, damn, that's nice. Y'all sung like that? How? How did y'all voice get? I just was puzzled. And I became fascinated with black men when I studied the history of our journey in the United States of America and our quest for freedom, justice, equality, the right to bear arms, the right to freedom of speech, the right to be a man, the right to be educated, the right to live, the right to farm, and the right to freedom of worship. I was fascinated. I said, black men invented these things? Really, I was really, really fascinated with black men. And this is not some gay shit, some weird shit, some spiritual shit. This is just some me stuff, some Clyde Yorkshire. I, I, I just really marveled and admired black men. And, I, and I, I realized why that was so weird to some black men, because we've been taught not to. We've been taught to idolize black women. And something that the white liberal man has chosen to spend money on to make sure that's the case. That's wicked. You don't take somebody's image and likeness away from them and make their image and likeness something that is opposed to their genetically biological makeup. 
And so you got black women being our role models because the liberal white man thinks social engineering is the way to go. And people bought into this. And you was you had the welfare state being born. And now many black people are waking up and saying, listen, I don't like the welfare state. The welfare state is complicated, it's weird, it's negative, it's bad, and we got to get out of it. But a lot of us don't even know how you, how do you do that? How does that work? It's tough to do when the Democrats got their grip around you. And this is what has been the case for decades in the black community. Using black women and welfare and Section 8 and housing projects and the government's budget to keep the majority of the black church funded, the black caucus, the black chitlin circuit, and black women, and continue to incarcerate and literally disenfranchise And create the culture and atmosphere for black men to become less than the potential that every human being deserves in a day where we're trying to make progress. We're trying to do what's right. And look, I'm conservative, I'm Republican. I'm down for some tough shit. I say we go town to town, state to state, and clean up these corners, these streets. Get these boys off the streets. Get them in the military. Do right by the people that you owe, who we should pay homage to, who rode the bus when it was uncomfortable. The unnamed people who were the first to vote when it was uncomfortable. The first to farm and own land and create and do the things that we've done in this country under the circumstances of danger. That is to be applauded and respected by all men and women and people who've done such marvelous things to be at the bottom of the food chain of humanity and society is really a testament to how far we have actually fallen as well. As much as progress we've made to have black people in this country, in this country, doing the way we're doing is unbelievably wrong. And it is white women who mainly know these facts. And if there's not only who, who know, but who actually feel the brunt of the guilt of knowing that this is not the society that we know we should be having and living in. And that's why that becomes the perfect chemistry for God's workshop. Are we, are we all ready for this? Now... This soup is really good, guys. I'm so sorry. Let me just get one more before we go. We close out. Let me get. That is wrong. Food is dangerous. Thank God I don't eat too much of it. Listen. Mm. 
The Bride of Frankenstein. The Bride of Frankenstein. Think about that. Black women today in this generation is fed up of the black women of yesterday who really destroyed her own home. And, and there's a woman by the name of Jane Elliott. She's a little bit sometimes off of the, uh, the radar. She does experiments, white woman, to prove racism is a problem in America. She's very popular. She every just Google her, look up, however you look up things, Apple, whatever. Jane Elliott, interesting woman. Very interesting woman. I don't know that everything she says makes sense, but I know there's this one piece where she says, Black women, you mess up your own homes. You destroy your own marriages. And she explained to her how liberal white women and companies and corporates and shit like that have marketed and paid black women over the decades and centuries. And I said this before. People, oh, no, I don't think so. Hi. It took a white woman to come out and say this in front of the America. Come on people's shows and from the Red Tabletop to T.I. show. And this woman explained to black women that they are the problem. Another beautiful sister that goes by the name of Shazar Ali. Shazar Ali. Shazar Ali. Doctor. I think she wrote the book. I believe the title was this, uh, uh, The Secret Guide for a Black Man to Learning a Black Woman. Something like that. But I'll, I'll actually find... Uh, let's don't worry about that. That's too much stuff. You, you, we'll, we'll, on a later time, we'll, we'll share information. And uh, for good reasons. But anyway, this woman became famous... And mainly because of the hate that she got from black women that she wrote a book like this and did the research and published it. And it became a bestseller everywhere. And they went around trying to get the book pulled and they did in lots of places. Because it exposed the government and the black women who knowingly participated in social engineering all while acting like they were helpless and without an opportunity for life. Because their husbands abandoned them. Everybody knew that this is some bullshit, but they went along with it. Thus, the welfare state. And 
black men moved to drinking, coming back from the war, lamed, maimed, disabled veterans. Many of them died off. Some are still around to watch the new generation on drugs and rap and cocaine, syrup and pills. And they're, they're disgraced and they're shocked. They're such a mighty race, such a mighty, beautiful, uh, historic people can be in crack houses today and doing the moonwalk. Come on now. They got purple rain and purple haze. Hello. It's shocking. How you can create a car and create a gang that kills one another. That don't make no sense. How does something like this happen? And the government act like the shit. I don't know. We got to put the police out there to stop it though. And your ass created it that way. Now... To all of the black women out there who feel that I'm talking about you, I, I caution you because I absolutely, honestly love black women. And there are so many or so few good black women out there that many black men rather not even deal with. And I guess some of you don't worry because you didn't have to live through the saying, the cliche, man, there's no good black men out here. All the white women are taking them. That's not your case, I guess. But some of the black women lived through that. And it was horrible, disgraceful. It was dishonorable. And they did something about it. Many of them, I heard them, they said, we're going to get back in the gym. We're going to get our men back. We're going to take them from Becky. They ain't getting these black men. Those black women had sense. These black women, they fuck them. We don't need them. We can give them. Ain't no other niggas out there checking for you. White men, they, they'll still fool around with you. But shit, they'll go get their Hispanic and Asian before they fool with the American black women. Nigga, please. Niggas ain't dumb. And they'll divorce them in less than 10 years. Trust me. They, um, trust me, brother. Trust me. That is the majority of the statistics. Now, black men who get real quality white women. That's why black men, I ain't talking about niggas who look black. and We ain't talking about African niggas. Niggas who ancestors pick cotton. We ain't talking about Tiger Woods. We, we, he a nigga, we a brother at times, but we ain't talking about him. We talking about Selma nigga, Birmingham and shit. <laughs> Freedom rider black niggas. Okay, got to get the back of the bus black niggas. They're picking the cotton shit. We talking about them, okay? Those black men, when they get a good white woman, 98% of the time, they're not going to leave them. That's a fact. For whatever the percentage is or number, and I think it's something like 50%. Twenty-seven percent of black men that are married to really nice white women, and that number, 
I believe in the next three to seven years will skyrocket, believe it or not, to about 51%. Now, come on, brother. You're going too far. Those are elephant numbers. When I tell you the greatest rebuke in political history is coming, a tidal wave, a massive tsunami, a wall almost up to the sky of water coming, crashing down on a political arena with Trump and an overwhelming amount, believe you and mark my words, of black men and white women wedding, getting married, having children, starting families, and reconstructing America the way it should be. I can almost get, it's like a dream that I saw as a little slave Negro boy. Dr. King's dream. That's what his dream he really, really saw. And I don't think he could really say that because it, it would come off wrong to everybody. And I think he bore that. But he saw when he saw my little white boys and girls playing together and this and that. He saw a really, not decentralized, but a de-racialized, a really de-colorized world. I'm not talking about the Jetsons and shit like that, but where we have really evolved and became a species and a human family and not just a corner of the earth and region and a culture. That's little small-time chicken shit. We're talking about the big leagues. Guys, thank you for chilling with me for this episode. I know I took quite a deal of your time. I feel like the only thing I can do to pay you back is leave out with a nice song. A nice song. Take one more sip of this Chardonnay, a little sip of this lemon, and leave you with a song. I don't know. There's a specific song on my heart. There's a few, actually. So let's keep it nice and simple like we always do. And I don't really know what direction you're going, but I'm going to go for this. So please forgive me if we don't get it right. Whenever in doubt, don't leave out. So I'm, I'm just doing... Um, oh, you know what? This is perfect. This is perfect. God never let me down. I want you to see. Let's end it this way. Come to my window Crawl inside Wait by the light of the moon Come to my window I'll be home soon
That was appropriate, wasn't it? <laughs> Man, we hit you upside the head with three different angles. You hear me? Shout out to Devin Haney. He's a boxer. Man, that guy. He was the latest fighter to do some pretty amazing things. Some upset. Boxing is coming back. It's been kind of dull since Mike Tyson left. And then Mayweather. It really hasn't been that sort of draw in boxing. So there's several guys. Tank Davis. Javante. He's that guy, man. Uh, Canelo Alvarez is still around. So there's still some names out there. Pacquiao. He retired. Um. I'm, I'm pleased with the Mavs, man. I'm so sorry, man. Some y'all, I gotta get me a Kyrie Irving jersey. I know, I know he's got in trouble and he said some goofy things and some sort of anti-Semitism. And look, hey man, I got love for Jews. Y'all know that. I, I, I just, it's nothing offensive. I'm just from New York and kind of grew up that way. So I fools with my Jewish people. But on Kyrie Irving. And his response to the stuff that he said and his apology and how they did him with the vaccination and everything. When he came to Dallas, I said, you know what? I'm going to be open-minded. I trust Mark Cuban. He's a Jewish man. I trust Luka Dantage. Um, and I trust the Mavs organization. I trust Texas. And I trust Kyrie Irving is going to do the right thing. And he is going to actually win us something. And Luka Dantich is going to be somewhat of the next Michael Jordan. I think the guy is like the Joker. He's like Larry Bird. There comes a time where there's just a chemistry out there. And America is great. We have failed to completely continue to make the world love us because of who we are we've got into this racial divide and somehow it's better to have a race war and destroy all the things we've created dumb people actually believe that that's actually an option on the table and they get stupid people to buy into this concept then they wake up and like you know what that's kind of dumb though <laughs> anyway guys we had fun we talked about a lot, and I want to thank. I will, again, I want to thank you for um, hanging out with me for a minute and just talking about a few things. And now, look, I, I could have went in a lot more on Frankenstein's wife, but I think we did a good job. Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to the show. You're on Clyde Yorkshire. <laughs> Please adjust your your stations or your volume. You're on Spotify, by the way. And this is a really nice podcast. I'm a conservative and I'm a host. <clears throat> Your host. And I'm here tonight in a good state of Texas. Good old Republican state. I don't know. The Republicans just put patriotism in you. That's how I came to switch over. Because I'm born from New York. I'm from New York. I'm from the Empire State. Got any white women in here? Did I tell y'all this is a station for white women? Man, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and shout out to every one of my white girls in the building today. Now, they don't know we usually start from 70 and go down. We start 
with all of the wonderful, beautiful white women who paid their way to be here today. White women are fascinating to me. I grew up in America. Now, now get this. I am considered African-American. But I don't have dual citizenship, or I didn't have dual citizenship growing up most of my life. Does that make sense? Probably not. Neither being called a Negro. Well, that is Spanish. I go by a Spanish term to define my nationality, creed, and existence. <clears throat> Be it straw man or livestock, doesn't matter. Guys, welcome to Clyde Yorkshire. This is a station for white women. We love our sisters dearly. And when you grow up the way I did in New York and in America, you rub shoulders with everyone. And my favorite and most interesting person of all, conversation-wise, ugh, sexually, Intellectually, ugh. geographically, ugh. they're measured and they're nice for a black man. I've predicted many things in my life, and I've figured many things out. And I don't—I'll be honest with you guys. You leave the show now if you don't want to hear it the way it is. I'm okay with that. Welcome to Clyde Yorkshire. You're on a station for white women. This is the podcast on Spotify. I got some lemons here. I got some soup. Some tools. A heater. A bed. A phone. Thank you, Jesus. God is good. And we need to remember that as we go about our lives and our daily experiences, that God is actually good. Sometimes it's easy to forget that. Mainly because we'd be busy. Television. Now, I, I grew up when there wasn't a lot of television. Shout out to Parkland Hospital. I grew up where Batman was making noise like, pew, pow, bing, and Robin, you know, was cheap. And Batman was cheap, the costumes. I grew up in that time. Fresh Prince, the Brady Bunch. Even Dukes of Hazard. Guys, check this out. I was born when Jimmy Carter was the president. So think about that. That'll tell you how old I am. I've sailed the seven seas. I got a song for you. This song is for Bryn. Bryn, this song is for you. Welcome to the show. I got a song for Bryn, guys. <laughs> I, you know, I, I was born in New York in Mount Sinai, Beth Israel Hospital. Listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> And I ate some of the best bagels and drunk some of the best coffee and drunk some of the best water out of the springs. Upstate, 
Syracuse. If I ever move back to New York, I'm moving to Syracuse. I could not move to the States. I, I no, no way. No disrespect, but did you know, I, this is a, rep a Republican station, guys. A conservative station. And we got nothing but white girls in the building, bro. Black men, if you don't think you belong to this station, nigga, then beat it. <laughs> like Michael Jackson, okay? And we got a song for Brent. We're going to hook this up real quick for you. God is good and his mercy is everlasting. And I think we got a country to save. That's why I became a Republican. And that's why I've been, I've been pursuing and I'm going to pursue and I'm going to become one of the first real African-Americans, because you know today they make anybody black or African-American. Kamala Harris is African-American, Obama. And I'm just saying, when you tell the truth, that's what's coming to the Republican Party. Comedians, gangsters, hoes, pimps, prostitutes, the whole nine yards, we coming, child. The black community, as we were with the Democratic Party, don't be mad, we showed to your door like we left the party, uh, can we come in? I got you covered. Oh, white folks gonna kick us out, man, we don't know that. Nigga, you still talking like, slap that nigga, like Dave Chappelle. Nigga, you still talking like, yes, a boss. Nigga, please, we, we fucking white girls today, nigga. <laughs> we own skyscrapers, cuz, and buildings. Okay, we ain't just cripping now. Niggas up in the lodge, you know what I mean? You know, Prince Hall and shit, and, you know, hell, the quiet man. God damn it, shit, niggas up on this. I, you got to spit to a white woman. If you want a good white woman, you got to, she got to know you had knowledge, nigga. You got to be with it, though, seriously, academically. I'm talking about a good white girl. I'm talking about a Baylor shorty. You hear me? I asked some you, shorty. We got to give Texas love for We can get to all them nice colleges and Yale and whatnot and, 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 and Howard and what. I like Howard. That's okay. You understand me? Fordham and shit. You know, but TCU is up first. I fucks with SMU. See, I'm all on that goofy shit. Yeah, I'm a TCU nigga. You understand me? A Fordham dude. But I was fools with Baylor. You understand me? I mess with UT. A&M. And I was saying that even when we was up in the playoffs with Georgia, I was like, yo, look, I fucked with y'all. Listen, I'm sorry, Baylor. I got pictures. You want me to put them out? I was with Baylor when we played them. You hear me? Nigga out in Fort Worth. Nigga out in Waco. You know what I mean? <laughs> Woo! Look at that. Look at that boy. Nigga got a gun and a rifle. You hear me? ID card and a Bible and a, and a beer. Is that okay? Or is that against the law? If that's against the law, I won't do it. I got a little bit of Chardonnay. I can't lie. I feel like a sinner. Even Jesus had one, nigga. I don't give a damn. I got some Chardonnay. I ain't gonna lie to you. Got some Chardonnay. And I, and I said, I ain't, I'm gonna throw the cap away. We, we going out tonight. <laughs> and I don't mean out the door. I mean, we going out tonight in your mind. You hear me? Shout out to Reverend Ike. Shout out to all the pastors, bishops, deacons all around the world. Shout out to the Pope. I'm a Rome nigga. I like Rome. I, I like Italy. Actually, to be honest with you, I'm an Irish guy. If I had to pick a white woman, I don't know. That's going to be hard, Sam. Because I, I like Ireland. I like Russia. I like Ukraine. Jesus Christ. I love me some Germany. I've been to Germany. Frankfurt, to be exact. Isn't that right? Did Lord, that nigga done touch that. That nigga didn't touch that. Put a star next to his name in a family tree. That nigga going down. I done did family reunions. I done been to Egypt. I'm from New York. Nigga done roll dice. Done fuck bitches. Niggas done watch crack. Listen to the Wu-Tang. 
Oh my God, we Republican and a conservative. They was thinking they're gonna get a Larry Elder. They said maybe a Thomas Sowell. I love Thomas Sowell. Y'all know about Thomas Sowell? Yeah, niggas better come on now. This is I told you black folks is here. Trump is gonna get at least 90% of the black vote. Let's fucking push that shit. We you know, the black church had a chitlin circuit, the black caucus and all that shit, nigga. We done with that. Okay? Good lord, can somebody say amen today? Only way I'm gonna be able to talk like this is if I got a fly white bitch. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Nigga Frederick Douglass did it. He done married a black and blue white, black woman and everything else like that. And hell, he's fighting for the slave. <laughs> Listen, when she was going and everything and things didn't work out, look, that nigga said, look, he met a white girl. No, for real. Now, see, she, they think, man, you talk telling two people started looking, moving, and acting stupid. I'm just telling you what it do. Nigga Frederick Douglass, on God, Google it, married a white woman. Frederick Douglass. And it wasn't about, oh, him, they got a little jungle fever. He wants to look at that white coochie. Well, that ain't none of y'all business if he wanted the white coochie and she wanted the black chocolate thing. You know what I'm saying? Me that black man, that nigga from Egypt, they done put in chains and the whole shit, nigga, like that. Okay. You hear me? Now, listen. Let me tell y'all something. I don't give two craps what people think about me. And I'm going to tell you why. White people can't even touch me. They know better than that. Because white folks will get you. I'm the one of the first Negroes who see the world as I'm supposed to. And white ain't got nothing to do with what... See, white people just got their moment in time and history like everybody else. Everybody's a sinner. Everybody fuck up the ocean. Everybody lie, cheat, hit somebody, kill somebody. You know, take advantage of women's, children's, men, old people. See, everybody in the nations is what it was. It's terrible. The Lord see all that shit. Don't act like the white man got here and magically, who the sinners came and everybody doing wrong. Nigga, please. I, I don't like being around niggas. I'm just being real with you. A nigga could be any color, by the way. It's just a person that's on a conveyor belt an escalator to nowhere. They in Tartarus. Y'all should read my book, actually. One of my books. Some damn cookbooks, some salad books. Nigga, we was writing in Dubai. I was writing in Africa. I finished this, this last book I did, the sci-fi joint. Black Women Rings Around Saturn, available on Amazon, Audible, Kindle. Uh, Jesus. Uh, Able Books. Uh, they selling that shit in Russia. Oh, God, they selling it in Germany. They got it in Nigeria. You hear me now? Uh, they looking at it, hell, in Dubai, because that's where it was written at now. Oh, God, this book is out there. I ain't lying to y'all. Oh, my mother moved to Texas, and I'm excited about that. To be honest with you, I don't really know what I feel. I'm old school nigga. I don't like to cuss in front of my mother. The older I get, I think my mother should make all my goddamn decisions. Have all my money. She gave birth to me, gave up a titty, came out the pussy. Black women need to understand I don't hate them. I don't dislike them, but I would never rebuke the black man and tell him about his ass and his foolishness and get the nigga out the street. Slap the devil out of him and get him back in the church. Get him back in the pyramids. Get him back in the 
the pupit, whatever you got to do. Wash his ass in the damn bathtub. Get him cleaned up. Come on, nigga. Slap back out. Get back into who he is. Nigga, you Muhammad Ali. You Frederick Douglass. You Dr. King, ain't you? Benjamin Bannon. Come on. You Jordan. Iverson, hmm? Mayweather, but they wouldn't put us out. You guys are just right. Nigga, come on, let me tell you something. It's my white girls. Y'all stand up in the church today. Come on. No, I'm serious. I'm a good pastor. Let's get a church going today. Shit, goddamn, let's get God to come down here and say hello to us. Y'all like that foolishness. That's why you're Democrat. Because you got to line up, sign up for some bullshit up, up in the in the Matrix, you know, up in the Maritime. These niggas here setting pork chops and cornbread. Y'all niggas is crazy. Niggas up here eating chitlins. Son, you hear me? You hear me? Niggas study the anatomy, believe in the chakras. Understand your nervous system, your fluid system. What an intelligent creation we are. And up here eating fried chicken. Look at this Lord have mercy. They say that's the black man. Black people didn't eat that when they invented the car. You hear me? Black people didn't eat that when they invented jazz. No, they didn't. They was on their shit. The women were not obese. They were married. They were in church. Their sons were not killing each other. They were complete. Don't let them lie to you what you think black people was. I'm telling you. They don't mean we built this country like we got the brick and mortar mason shit. Come on. Huh? In every which way, we demanded respect from the white man. We mopped the floor. We picked the fucking cotton. We gave up the bitch. Huh? We fucking let you fuck us. You just reigned supreme. And then we said, now listen, this was the agreement. Where the white girls at today? At the end of all of that shit, when you even use our own women to screw us, black man said, guess what, son? You don't realize I'm a black man for a reason, nigga. I built the pyramid, you heard me? Come on, black women, white women, let's, 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 let's get it. Are y'all vibrating? Are y'all vibrating? This is some frequency shit. This is the new generation. Black women rings around Saturn. Go get you a copy. Child, we out here today. Out here in Kemet. That is K-E-M-E-T. How y'all doing tonight?